Friends, welcome. It's warm, cosy, a COVID-free zone, and Raymond Dominic is not invited, but you are. It's the Football Ramble. It's Tuesday, the 5th of January. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Jim Campbell. So we're not saying the C word at all for the rest of the show, if that's all right, because we, we deserve a break and to have a lovely time. What, champions, you mean? <laughs> because it is very hard to define them this season, isn't it, Kate? Oh, yes, great point. Any other C words you're going to bring to the party? Uh, none, none that I'm going to say out loud. Oh, re- I'll just, I... Yeah, just leave that. I'll just leave the, leave the main one outside. Okay, yeah, yeah, good. Leave it outside, in the breeze, with there the are, windows open. There are open. kids listening against their will. Are there? Yeah, well, there are dads listening to this podcast. There are kids around and, you know... And you mums don't want to be as dropping well. Everywhere. Mums as well. Lots absolutely. of mums. Yeah. Yeah. Glad they should be recognised. Yeah. Well, I don't want to drop a C bomb in front of them either. No, fair so. enough. We could always bleep it out, I expect. Exactly. You know what I'm like outside the studio? <laughs> Effing, <laughs> Jeffing. Yeah. I... Cuffing, I suppose you'd say. <laughs> no, really? Would you? <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever heard that word before, Jim, but I liked it's it. It's new. It's new. How are you feeling? You feeling cosy, Andy Brussel? Yes, I am. Yeah. Very much so. All right. Well, there's so much football. You feel like swaddled all the time, yeah. don't you? It's nice. Yeah. Like, every wrapped t- up in the in the warmth of the league table. Almost. Yeah, that's that's right. Having a little sort of you know pre midnight cuddle with uh, Valencia versus Cadiz last <laughs> night is beautiful. In fact, there's so much football that you feel like if for any reason a game was called off, where the hell would they stick it back into the schedule? <laughs> oh, but surely they'll, they'll have thought of that. Surely that won't be a problem. Well, one thing we know is there's not going to be a circuit break in no. the Premier League. So yeah, you're right. They must have some really good plan for where they're going to put it. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be on top of it yeah no I think so I don't have any suggestions anyway but if I did I would have thought them through before mm. the start of the league again and before 2021 when frankly I don't feel like the league table exists at mm. all anyway yet and and for the champions who are top of of said non-existent league table a humbling at St Mary's yeah. last night 1-0 South bloody Hampton I tell you what it must be a nightmare if a do you still get league ladders in match and shoot? You know, the little sort of cardboard things yeah, with yeah. the slips on <laughs> yes. when you shift them about? Like, it would get completely buffed and dog-eared, oh, yeah. wouldn't by it? by now. Yeah. It, already by now, it would be eroded away. Well, what, eroded what, away. What, they, what they give away in uh, Built, I think it is in Germany, is they, they give you like a, a, a metal version of that with magnets. Oh, that's so good. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, that is brilliant. Can you, do you get it? Have you got one? Yeah, I've, I've got one, but I've got one from two seasons back, so... You, you, you know, you sort of get like sad little voices in your house going, Daddy, what happened to Darmstadt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless them. Yeah, so that, that'd be, I, I, I don't know, what would, what would be your, your equivalent nowadays? Just the internet. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need it. Don't need to. That's a, a sad indictment of the things people used to do for entertainment, isn't it? Calculate your own league table. You, you, don't, you know what? The internet will never replace magnets, Jim. Yeah, never. God, you're such a cynic. I still, I'm well up for this. I hope you're not actually mocking this amazing game. No, I think it's cool, but I just think it's one of those things that will have fallen by the wayside by now, isn't it? Because we're all busy trolling each other. Like pens and paper. I've still got a pen. I still write. I still send Christmas cards. I'm like, you guys, thanks, by the way. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Southampton managing to defend Danning's second minute unbelievable cross-come goal for the full 93 minutes. Are you you saying he wasn't trying to score from that? 
I think only, like they always say, only Danny So Ings. much football has made you cynical. Yeah, you are jaded, Daddy Kate Mason. Come on. Because Carragher asked him afterwards and he sort of thought he was talking about something else and then did like a knowing chuckle. I yeah. don't know. No, it looked, it looked wasn't like it a more training a, ground move to me. Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't it more? Only a defender would ask that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think so? I think it was so, like yeah. the goal was like just in case anyone hasn't seen it. It was like do you know those plastic popper things that you? Okay, that's not no, that's not a face of recognition. And you put it on the desk and it leaps up. Right. Yes, it was like yeah. that. That was the delivery of the goal, and yeah. it didn't seem to me. Like he necessarily intended it, but I don't give a shit. It was amazing, and, <laughs> and it was uh, his fastest goal in the Premier League. Danny Ings against his old side. In case yeah. you haven't heard, it's it's a funny one, though, isn't it? Because if you look at the, the raw fact of that, like Danny Ings scoring in, in the second minute against Liverpool, you would think actually, if there's ever a time for Liverpool to concede, that's it. That's fine. Maybe yeah, fired agreed. up with the next player. I thought they were going to punish him. Exactly, but they just didn't seem to have the the legs, and it wasn't just the legs. Like they they just looked a little bit out of ideas. The brain cells, and, yeah. And, and yeah, completely. They just looked a bit sort of mentally tired as well, which is the last thing you expect from from this Liverpool side. Um, and it was said in the commentary that that Trent Alexander Arnold had given the ball away thirty eight <laughs> times, and I thought that was a mistake. I thought that was for like the season. But 38 times in a single game. Yes. But, I mean, how, how off the boil can you be? That's unbelievable from him. He's a fantastic player. Obviously, I'm a huge, huge fan of his. Mm. But like that shows that there are some tired legs out there. Maybe the brain and, and, and the legs of, of some players at this, this stage aren't communicating that well. And that's like across the Premier League because they have played so much football, everybody already in a truncated time. And it's, yeah, well, it's yeah, that's true. Showing, 26 games. They, that was their 26th game and it was Southampton's 17th, I think, so far this season. Um, but it, it did surprise me that they, because I was, I was at work, I was at Sky last night watching it with Franny Benali, you know, doing the updates. Uh, a man, a Southampton man that even Luke Moore would struggle mm. to dislike. He's, he's, a, he's a lovely fellow. pounds for charity <laughs> on his own. Raised a million pounds for charity by running on his own. Legend. Amazing man. Um, and of course, at eight o'clock when the game kicked off was the Boris Johnson announcement about the C word. And um, so the only person in Britain who was cheerful as well as I could tell was <laughs> who was sitting off to the side watching the goal going and yeah. I was like what the hell is While going on the yeah, yeah. The C word. <laughs> very very <laughs> about the c word mm-hmm. James um yes so it was actually it was actually quite endearing but he was saying you know surely the aim is not now to try and defend this but they did some incredible defending every time I looked up uh Jan Bednarak or Jack Stevens was just like mm. sliding in to block mm. block a sort of shot from Liverpool they've got a They've got a lot in their locker like that, Southampton, haven't they? Mm. Hudson Hooper has, has got them as a, playing as a little bit of a Swiss army knife sort of team where they can they can pull that out if they need to. And obviously, a lot of the time, they suit being being the, the better team almost, the team that are going to be on the front foot, the team you'd expect to win. But it, it's very impressive and mature, actually, of them that they can that they can pull those sort of performances out as well. And actually, they've, they've got quite a good good age range in that squad haven't they they're in a really really good moment it's, which is amazing when you look at when Hudson took over I know he's mm. been there a while now but they were like they were fighting for their status really like, I love how they're in a really good moment <laughs> absorbed into it. English I love it well Klopp says they're in a rusty has, yeah, moment yeah, yeah. so yeah rusty moment that sounds uh. like someone 
Donald Trump would be paying hush money to, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Another one of these Americans that's renamed yeah. themselves at the age of, what was it, three? Um, yeah, it's true. And also Fraser Forster, guys. Nice to see yeah. him back in the Southampton goal. I felt like he had a great game, despite the fact that I, I actually haven't looked this up, which is poor, but um, I feel like Liverpool had a very, very small number of shots on target. Yeah. One on target. Jesus, was it? One on target, and it's it pretty late as, as well. Mm. Um, which, as, as Jim says, is absolutely remarkable from Liverpool, really. Yeah. I mean, I think we have to bear in mind a, a couple of things. One, no one is consistent. And what you were saying about the, 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 the table before, Kate, is, is an absolute indicator of that. It's just, I think more than ever, we overreact to moments in football at the moment. Because this result means... Uh, Liverpool season's gone down the toilet. The fact that Manchester United are in touching distance <laughs> of top spot means Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's a genius. Mm. And, and maybe actually none of these things are true and everyone's just trying to stay afloat. Yeah. But I think the fact with Liverpool specifically, the injuries they've had and the areas they've had them in it means they've had to recalibrate the entire team yeah. behind the front three. Mm. So say, for example, if, you, if you're sitting down to the match last night, you look at the formation, you're like, Hang on, who's the defenders and who's the midfielders? Mm. It's it, it, it is difficult to expect consistency and coherence for them, from them after that. I think, and it's to to their credit that actually we do expect that because mm. they've been so yeah. good at it with with personnel changing. But I mean, Oxlade Chamberlain and Thiago coming back in there that's quite it's quite different from the from the midfield that that we've seen from Liverpool for most of the season. So and they've not played a lot gonna... they've not played a lot of football. No, and, exactly. and, th- and that has a massive impact against a team as athletic and organised as, as as Southampton. Yeah. And... AFC was quiet. We don't call them that, do we? And uh, <laughs> and, and Thiago was lumbering at times. Yes. He made yes. an early he had an early yellow. I thought Klopp was going to take him off because mm. he was looked in danger to me. Yeah, and he's he's someone who, you know, People don't say this because you know he's of the, the sort of stature he has with with Bayern, but he's still adapting to the Premier League. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's played he's a handful. Played. Yeah. yeah, he's played. A, he's played. A, he's played a handful of Premier League games, and he's someone who needs rhythm. And you know, he, he's not someone who I think I always had a little bit of a doubt about him coming to the Premier League just because hmm. um, he struggled to stay fit for pretty much all of his senior career. You know, he never plays more than. 20, 25 games a season mm. normally in the, in, in the, in the league. Mm. So a league where you're going to, you know, let's be honest, get kicked a lot <laughs> and, it, and it happens at 100 miles an hour, I, I think is, is, is quite difficult. I'm, again, I'm not doing one of these conclusions that we were talking about. Two <laughs> Read him ago. off. We're going to play this fight. Off. He's a bust. He's a bust. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be on loan to Augsburg by the end of the week. <laughs> I, I, just, I just think, you know, you have to be reasonable and patient and not we are sorry reasonable patient Forget, you you guys take yeah. it away Come yeah don't be ridiculous here uh, did we like uh, so Ralph Hassan who thought in tears on the side so he came back he, he was allowed into the ground I guess after having been self-isolating mm. after his wife I think tested positive for mm. COVID um, and his reaction afterwards was pretty so I don't know about you but because they were defending and and also still looking for goals I thought at Southampton throughout the game it was quite like a draining emotional experience if you're watching it from a from a Southampton perspective and afterwards yeah he just he was crying right wasn't he on the side he was like down on his knees now I thought that was like Southampton fans I saw on the internet and spoke to they 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 seem to love him and yeah. see as though he's really like engaged with everything the club stands mm. for um 
But, you know, it is just one game. What, what did you make of it? I think Diego Simeone goes through that every bloody week. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah that's true. I, I, I like it. I mean, obviously, it's been an emotional time as well. It's like having yes. it isolated over Christmas, I'm sure there's more to it than just the context yes. of the game, like the things that are happening exactly. in his life as well, and sort of being able to meet up with the squad again. And actually, there's probably... Probably a concern if you're a manager of a top level side, you are you and your team are micromanaging everything. If suddenly you can't be around them and then they beat the champions after oh, scoring in the second minute, actually, you're going to be so proud of that and so just relieved that the, the, the system is still working, I suppose. So I guess it's just spilled out like that. Is it, is, it, is it just maybe a sense of relief that it's the first time that Southampton have got a result in the last year and a bit that no one's mentioned that the, the L word, the L game? I don't know what the... The L, the L word. Oh, oh the Leicester game. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't yeah, say yeah, it yeah. loud. Sorry, the 9 0. They have been mentioning it. What, yeah. what coverage no, are you listening you're right, to? Though, you're right. It has died down, hasn't it? Because to the I point we didn't yeah. even. Oh. But we didn't recognise it immediately. The L so. word, no, but if you just had the one with the nine, it okay. Anyway. So I, I don't want to say it. Every time I hear about it now, I feel like being sick out of my nose. Okay, please don't I, be I'm, sick. I'm just yeah. tired of it. We don't want any bodily fluids yeah, in here. No. Thank you very much. I mean, it could also be that oh, Ralph is very much in touch with his emotional side because apparently uh, he likes to play the piano the night before every every game in the mm. team hotel. He says, when I'm in a good mood and I want to treat myself, I play difficult songs. Otherwise, I play easy ones because they give me more joy and I'm less angry about not being able to do the right thing. I love less angry. <laughs> it's not, I'm not angry. There's always a quiet fury simmering away somewhere, but the piano helps me keep the monster at bay. Now I um, He likes Queen, Elton John and Take Five by Dave Brubeck, apparently. See, some, some of my favourite pianists are serial killers, but I, I can't imagine that... Um, uh, like somebody who's particularly on the edge would play any of, uh, of those. <laughs> no. Like... Yeah, also as well, you know, I don't stay in hotels that often, uh, particularly at the moment for obvious reasons, but I, it's very rare that there's a piano in a hotel when, when I stay there. So well, not clearly, a Premier Inn anyway. You, yeah, well, quite. But do you think do you think this is part of the Southampton <laughs> like, hotel booker's sure, remit? Like they've got, yeah, there's got to be a piano in the hotel, even if it's like 30 miles out of the city. Think, I mean, we're talking about the fact that when all this is over and we have our freedoms, we're going to cherish them like never before. <laughs> Maybe we should get a pianist in a Premier Inn. Yeah. Maybe there should be pianists in travel lodges and well, stuff like that. Maybe we should get a piano here. Let's get a piano here. Right. If you're listening, go. We should have we should have a band like on a, some sort of like late night show where they just have a band in the corner yeah 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 we definitely should I really enjoy the idea of Hassan Hootel sitting there like some little jazz pianist in the yeah. corner I've got a little what? Yamaha I'll bring it in next time we're allowed bring it in the thing is if we were to get a drum kit in this studio like whoever our hired drummer is would be absolutely exhausted. Can you imagine the amount of boom? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I think Pete would, if he was here, would be bringing up his. Uh, was it grade two? He, He'd have invented his own instrument and brought that in. He's a violinist. He's a virtuoso violinist. No, that's you. No, you're getting mixed up. We're <laughs> <laughs> we talking duets here. Yeah. Oh yes, get the piano. That's what we want. Uh, what this all means for Liverpool, this defeat is that so they're. It's still, it's written in the running order, but thankfully it's in inverted commas because otherwise I would get pretty pissed off. They're currently joint top (laughs) (laughs) with Manchester United, but because of all the cup competitions and various games going on, if United get a draw against Burnley in their next game, by the time Liverpool and Manchester United meet next Sunday... Manchester United, ladies and gentlemen, will be top of the Premier League. I do. I hate to say this, but I do feel like if Man United won the Premier League, just everything would go back to normal. 
<laughs> it might be worth it, as much as we'd all hate but it. Would, neutrals. would, at that point, at the point of the trophy lift, Solskjaer, like, grab his face under his nose, pull the mask off, and it's Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. That's what would happen, and then, isn't it? And then he pulls that mask off, and it's David Moyes. I'm like, happy now! <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a bit dystopian here come on people <laughs> that seems incredibly improbable yeah. um, I yes. thought you were going to say incredibly likely <laughs> in the current context I think it does I'm oh, sorry does. I meant that David Moyes would win the title generally but yeah. hey I mean we have been saying that this could be a season where you know there is a surprise and I think Man United have dropped into the position where it would be a surprise if they won it but why Lucky not why not right? why not you could argue they're better they can at, dream. they're better at winning games without playing well than Absolutely. anyone in the premier league like, that's very true and yeah, they, yeah um, they're in they're in good form and they're actually they seem to be pretty united as a squad don't they mm. which uh, has not been the case there on, on many many occasions um in in the recent past so they they're, they're in with a good shout of it and it'd be interesting to see how how they react to that if they do actually start to lead the premier league for a while because we've not seen them in that situation for a while it used to no. be that was that was what their default setting that they were used to that they were comfortable in that and it'd be very interesting to see i mean liverpool have already dropped more points than they did in the whole of last season mm. i know it's a it's a strange season and they were exceptional last year. So, they've so only that was won... always going to be the case at some point, I'm sure. But it seems quite early for it. That's their second defeat. It's the one last night and they've only won nine games so far this season. And one away from home, right? Yeah. yeah. That is, Man United-Liverpool is going to be an absolute destroyer of Barnes. <laughs> not looked forward to that game for a while, really, but it should be great. A barn exploder. Yeah. A barn annihilator. I actually think burning a barn would be more is more dramatic in some respects than exploding a barn, because there's like the initial the kind of, of building up, and then there's the big conflagration, and then right. it dies, and there's more phases, is what I'm yeah. saying. Whereas an explosion, boom, you're done. I yeah. guess it's whether we're talking about bits of barn from all over the place for days. <laughs> it's not quite. A, it's not <laughs> quite a stark hair. reminder of what's happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just still steaming. Although I guess it might. I don't know. You felt you looked like you had something incredibly insightful to say about that. Andy. Oh no, definitely not. <laughs> when it comes to analysing Barnes, Brassel, finally we found a weakness. He can't count, and he doesn't know about Barnes. Ah, oh, Brassel, you've let us all down. All right, so you're backing exclusively Manchester United to win the title, Jim. Yeah, yeah, why not? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> and yourself, Andy? Well, I think I've taken Southampton. What? Well, we're just saying crazy stuff. We're just spitballing, right? <laughs> I've, I've no idea. Yeah, it's um, it seems impossible to make any mm-hmm. kind of reasoned suggestion. It's fun though, isn't it? Like, oh yeah, know, it's it's genuinely a really fun, exciting season because I have no idea who's going. Like, joking aside, I have absolutely no idea who's going to win the league. No, it, it it is funny how like sort of Spurs were thought of as it could be their season. Mm. Like three weeks ago. So yeah. don't, don't don't roll your eyes like that. Sorry. <laughs> it's the it's prim- audio medium. It's I can the do Premier League's fault. <laughs> yeah. And then all of, all of a sudden, Manchester United season, which had been talked of as a, a, a car crash for the first couple of months, now now they're in the spot. Yeah. Um, we're all assuming, I guess, in the back of our minds, if we do have the sort of synergy that I'm thinking of, that Liverpool are going to find it in themselves within themselves to put yeah. away at some point. But yeah. it's just the fact they didn't score goals last. Or in the last three, they haven't scored in the last three. Liverpool, which is a slightly but, odd but situation. Even, even Chelsea have got the talent to put it back together and Chelsea go on a run. Chelsea aren't going to win the title. Are you but kidding? No, me? no, if, they, if, they, 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 they probably aren't. But can can you definitively rule it out? Yes, 
I'm ruling it out right oh, now. Yes. And they were my title winner prediction at the end of last season. So. <laughs> you see, oh, that's a lot of flip flopping there, just in that sense. Despite my, um, my own face here. If Man City win their two games in hand, they go top as well. So, oh, bloody you know, hell. Um, what, rebuilding Manchester City? Well, quite, yeah, exactly. So, With their increasingly casually dressed coach. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, hard to read. I mean, someone he's didn't get any get Stone smart, Island for Christmas. smarter as he gets up the league, I'm sure of it. Oh, do you think so? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, if they were in a relegation battle, which I doubt we'd ever see, but in, in that hypothetical reality, he'd just be wearing his pyjamas. be do like you, UK. Do you I'm think not wearing would... my pyjamas. This <laughs> <laughs> is an audio medium. And you absolutely <laughs> fuck me over there. This is a very smart, checked shirt, I'll have you know. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that would be the way of bringing order to the current chaos that is the Premier League? Like the coaches have just got to start dressing smarter. Mm. Imagine mm. Jose Mourinho starts dressing 2004 Jose Mourinho. Mm. Yeah. I think that says to me Tottenham title winners. I, I agree. I you, agree would, too. Yeah. Yeah, you, I really you'd want to do. see that, wouldn't you? Definitely. I don't need these tracks. Ditch, ditch the dad quarter length zip top, yeah. ditch the gilet, no, no, no. all of that sort of business. Just get in a nice suit, bring the coat back, get a black tie on. Where do we stand on, ti- ti- what are they called, tie pins? Is that too much? Ty- no, yes. I think it d- depends on the manager. I yeah. think Jose could, could wear that very well. Big Sam, it's just going to look odd. Mm. So you wouldn't make them all dress, or would you? You'd make them all dress in fitted suit. Fitted suit? Hmm. Well, that's not the term. I, is I it? Don't what do men call it? Pre- presumably, presumably now, Jurgen Klopp's like club shop gear is actually attached to his skin mm-hmm. because you know he is a walking advert for Liverpool See, merchandise. This is what they it? do with with Guardiola as well. And I think it's a bit undignified that they sort of <laughs> yeah, effectively it... turn them into models for their like for their hoodies. Yeah. Well, if he's up for it, why not? I guess. Yeah. Okay. So basically, we. Are, Understandably, we haven't got anybody that we're particularly backing for the t- for the title because we don't want to look like idiots again. We wouldn't want to make that happen, would well, we? When there's we're no happy chance to look we're like make idiots, that but in different ways. <laughs> yeah. just, just not connected to the title race, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. F- fair enough. And, li- and Liverpool already stoking the embers of that t- forthcoming barn burner by going on about all those penalties that mm. Manchester United have been awarded. But that's that's a story for another day. Um, it's a story to deflect from another story. It? <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot of penalties, though. I'll switch your keys. It is. Now, guys, just before we go to a break, uh, just wanted to give a little tiny shout out about Apple Podcast reviews. If you are enjoying the show, please would you do us a big favour and get on your podcast provider. Leave us a five star review. It's got to be five. I don't make the rules. Uh, It would mean such a lot to us and to the team. And we're hoping to have a fucking good laugh over the next few few weeks and months, despite the despite the current situation. Uh, so yeah, we'd love it if you would if you'd support us in this in these dark times. All right, let's get to a break. I've got a little one. Um, it was just banter. Oh. I know that, John. Oh, I know that, John. <laughs> <laughs> no one gets sold. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, which also never does. You know what? I I listened to um, the, the year best of while I was doing some task at home. Over, over the Christmas yeah, yeah, holidays, yeah. I'd com- I completely forgot like Jules's best moment. Well, not Jules's best moment of the year. The Rambles' <laughs> best better. moment of the year. And obviously, you know when you're doing one of those last where you like snorting out of your nose. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that you pulled some pretty serious strings about getting that uh, Luke's game 
episode not featured in the best of Andy Brassel. We need to do some emails. No, I Stuart McKeown has been in touch. Brassel is seething. Absolutely you human. are a tyrant Absolutely on the buttons, mate. <laughs> tyrant. <laughs> uh, so Stuart McKeown, McKeown, McKeown uh, has been in touch. And uh, this is following yesterday's email about a glitchy uh, bit of commentary on FIFA Road to World Cup 98. Um, and Stuart says, I have a very clear memory of playing a football game on the infamous GameCube. I can't for the life of me remember its name, but my friend Adam, who owned the game, assured me it was very good. However, they couldn't use anyone's real names or, or real footballing terms for some reason. That's mad. Uh, it seems. Mm. Terms, he says. I soon discovered what he meant. <laughs> Upon every single bloody event in a match, a new mystery commentator would loudly proclaim what was happening <laughs> over the already existing game commentary. Some of these terms included kick corner, <laughs> throwing it, kick, spot kick, <laughs> member change, which was genuinely said almost like a question, can't pass there, kick it off. <laughs> Please, someone remind me of this chaos. My only other real memory was Beckham was called Paul Baxter. And if you took a free kick with him, it said, Bax with the kick in. <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> if anyone knows what that was uh, on the so GameCube, get Member in touch. change, presumably. It was a substitution. I really, ha- I t- yeah. It's quite an ar- old arcade thing to have, like, just, just a sort of disembodied voice just saying stuff that's happening. But over actual commentary as well that would be very very confusing does it not just sound like it was originally done in a second language and translated into English very very badly so so maybe it's originally a a German game or a Japanese game or some such member change almost certainly almost certainly member change yeah there's um there's all, all kinds of fun that happens with mistranslated video games and things like that. Like um, all your bases are belong to us is a very old, old famous meme. <laughs> all like your, those. all your bases are belong to us. <laughs> just a, you, it'll pop up at some point. Kick yeah. it off, Andy. <laughs> Definitely. Um, this one's from uh, Fergus McNamara. On the subject of footballers' names that stick with you, I'm still adding Tonyon to. Alessandro Del Piero's name in my head 24 years later. Here's the paragraph from the Wikipedia entry for FIFA 97. The pronunciation of certain players' names would change depending upon whether they were performing attacking or defensive duties, such as Roy Aitken being referred to as Aitken. Aitken? Aitken? Or is it like Aitken? Oh, maybe. Uh, anyway, if he made a tackle or a clearance. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, that ache in. Yeah, that, that would make sense, actually. Yeah. Uh, similarly, Alessandro Del Piero, uh, who was called uh, Del Piero Tonion on the game, was referred to as Del Piero Tonion, followed by a small hiccuping noise when he performed a tackle. <laughs> Great. Firstly, when is Alessandro Del Piero performing a tackle? You're playing the game all wrong. I guess maybe it's, he it's, does hiccup when he tackles. We just didn't see it enough to know. Yeah. That's is, true. It, is it one of those full name things? You know, it, like like when Kylian Mbappe came out. In fact, he, he made his he made his debut at Tottenham, didn't he? Um, for 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 Monaco when he came on as sub. And he was at that point he was he wasn't Kylian Mbappe. He was Kylian Mbappe Lotan. Mm. So he was Mbappe Lotan. Everyone thought he was a bit fiddly. Well, presumably Mbappe thought he was a bit fiddly. Yeah, not so good for and, branding. And 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 got rid of it. Or it's like you know in Spain when 
John Toshak was listed on official papers when he was the coach of Real Sociedad and Real Madrid and stuff as John Benjamin Toshak. And so they just, they actually got rid of the wrong one. They got rid of Toshak and he always got referred to as John Benjamin <laughs> all the time. That yeah. really sounds like his mum is telling him off about something, doesn't it? Yeah, he's Spanish mum. Is there anything special? <laughs> is there anything? Oh, that's a whole other route. Is there anything special about this FIFA 97 apart from that it's a bit shit? I, as you know, I'm not a big FIFA. I'm not a. I, I haven't. I don't. I haven't played FIFA. Well, okay. So, what you would know if you were familiar with the games is that FIFA 99 is the absolute peak. Mm. Alan Shearer, when he scored, would go and play air guitar by the corner flag. Classic. Mm. Um, it's also the year our production assistant was born. So you know. <laughs> Um, also, so I don't know if this would have changed by then, but certainly FIFA, in FIFA 95, as, as uh, uh, around that time, that was before they had the licensing. So uh. like, like the players, there was a Brazilian player called Gianco Tiano. He was basically Pele. There was a German player called Brian Plank, uh, who was just an absolute <laughs> goal machine as well. Uh, and I kind of, I do, I do long for those days, but it was, it, Brian was, Plank. it was very different in, in, in the 90s FIFA games. I they guess. weren't quite what they are now. And it, and it you might... didn't have to have an engineering degree to do a fucking square pass in the box, for example. I guess fake Pele wouldn't have had an Instagram account back then. <laughs> Yeah. Look it up, guys. Yeah. Uh, he, he has added a detail about the number of goals he scored to his Instagram uh, bio, and it's wonderfully petty. Also, the global petty. ambassador and humanitarian was always there. Yeah, well, quite, you know. Goes without oh, saying. Pele, wind it in. <laughs> oh, guys, that's... Don't a... wind it up. Yeah, what are you talking about, Jim? That's not what you mean at all. Send us an email. We've... These have been some absolute crackers. Show at footballramble.com or you can also tweet us at footballramble. But, you know, sometimes when you put the effort into an email, it's more likely to get read out on the show. I don't know. Yeah. I don't make these decisions. Let us know if you know what that GameCube game is. I want to know more about it. <laughs> yeah. So do I. Now, Andy Brassel, we're just about to get into a special segment. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Pete's dog. Is it eating? No. It's about Ray- <laughs> Raymond Dominic, your best friend. He has got a new job and he's been warmly welcomed. And why not? He's arrived at Nantes. He is the prince of Nantes. And He's a bit old to be a prince. <laughs> I well, ask Prince Charles, I guess. I suppose. Oh. <laughs> burn! Oh. Royal burn! <laughs> so, yeah. If we... anyone was going to do a royal burn, <laughs> it was going to be Mace, but. So, so look, are you, st- are you still not allowing members of your family to say Raymond's name in your house? Or was yes. that passed now that you he's see, employed again? You have been betrayed by the running order here, Kate, because it's not me who wouldn't allow his yes, name. Yes, it's to be you. Of... It's Mick McCarthy. No, Mick McCarthy loves him. He thinks he's the best guy ever. Kate, are you no, telling that Andy was he Mick, doesn't Mick know the details of his own life? wouldn't let Roy Keane's name be said in his house. Yes. That's what it was. Well, Mick McCarthy loves Raymond Dominic, so yeah. why would he not want his name said in the house? Oh, no, I'm saying there's a bit of confusion with the Roy Keane story. Oh, right. right. I don't know. All right, fine. So you're saying it all the time and you love Raymond <laughs> Dominic, and I'm so sorry I made this mistake. All the time. It could have happened to anybody, but... Really, what's the story? <laughs> the, the, well, the, the story is, of course, that he's been appointed the manager of Nantes, which is perfectly normal considering <laughs> he hasn't coached a team in 10 years and he hasn't coached a club side since he left Lyon in 1993. That's amazing. Mm. Brassel brings him up on the ramble. He's back in the game. It's exactly, like appearing yeah. on the Keys and Grey show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but he is like a notorious kind of football brain, isn't he, Andy? There's, there's absolutely you know, no way this could go wrong, surely. This is- no, ab- absolutely. And um, he's been greeted in fine style um, because after being appointed by uh, the president of Nantes, uh, Valdemir Kita, um, there was a big banner for the first day of Dominic training on the side of the training ground from very socially distanced uh, Nantes ultras, uh, which said, uh, 
Kita Circus this way. And uh, Ram and Dominic, as he arrived, was actually greeted by circus music. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's such orchestrated pettiness. Do you know so what, you know what his response to that was? Sorry? What's Kita Circus translator? It's um, Kita's Circus. So it's Valdemir Kita who's the president. Oh, I see, I see. So basically, um, Dominic's response to this was to say, I think me and the supporters need to know, know get to know each other a bit better. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I mean, that's 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 brilliant. Isn't it? Also, he fair play to him putting a really positive spin on things, as he did when France got knocked out of the World Cup, and he um, <laughs> proposed to his girlfriend live on TV while she was hosting the very show he I was. I thought we'd get into. through this without yeah. you mentioning. No, not not a chance, not a chance. Um, um, he said, "What well, I've heard of teams in Brazil and Africa training to music uh, is, you know, basically to whatever helps oh, them bond." It's, them like, up. That, it's brilliant. Yeah, fair play. Like just completely flat bat it. Ignore the fact that they're calling, effectively calling you a clown um, <laughs> and go with it I mean for, for, for him it would have been easier to compartmentalise it and say actually they're calling the president a clown and I am simply a symptom of that yeah. but he has chosen as he often does to, to take it quite personally mm. and make it about him and really you'd be wanting to dodge the fire but the thing is when he had his first press conference it was always going to be a bit tricky because the Estelle Denis thing, his girlfriend, that that didn't come up because ah. there was so much other stuff. If you think about it, when you've done loads of crazy shit and you've not been a coach for 10 years, people have got so much stuff to ask you and none of it is about none. So he got asked about the star sign thing. Yes. About, about the he players. Doesn't like, oh, he doesn't like Scorpios apparently. Yeah. Big uh, Ray. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bobby so Perez I... came, came, a, came a bit of a cropper and he also got asked about that. Now this is really good. He, <laughs> he, he got asked about the fact that um, when Claudio Ranieri came to join Nantes, he had to do a, a, a special uh, audition in front of the coaches union because... For he the was, circus band. But, or... Yeah, that's right. Because, because he was over 60 and it's not a given that you're able to get a job in the French top flight oh, right. when, when you're over like 60. When you've got a even though, driving test. Even though it's completely against... Euro- yeah, exactly. Even though it's completely against European law and stuff, it's something that, you know, you, you, you have to... Because you're not... So you're not blocking the pathway for younger coaches. So Ranieri was a bit annoyed at having to do this. Mm. And now Dominic, theoretically, has got to do this because he's 68, although he is still the president of the players' union, right. so Might effectively he's got, he's got to interview himself on <laughs> the fact he should be allowed to take the job. That's so weird that you have to go and have a little interview with him of all people to prove that you're competent. I, would, I, think, <laughs> you should, I think you should lean into the um, lean into the, the clown thing. Just like turn up to the next training in like a win like a big like people clown carrier clown. and have the whole squad come out of it one by one. <laughs> it's not very COVID. That's not three word friendly. True. Very very true. Um, I love it. I'm all. Um, it reminds me of um, the, the sort of the opposite of that of how kind of aggressive it is uh, with the whole um, the music thing. Is is this actually might be one of my other favourite things in aside <laughs> from the Dominic's thing? Is how I think they've brought it back now as well. Is how when Bayern score a goal at home, they play the can can. Yeah, yeah. They start so they, disrespectful. They I love it so much. They, they, I mean, they're not the only German team to do that, but really? they, they've started. They've started doing it oh, what, probably quite recently, about a year and a half ago. 
And the thing is, they play it for way too long as well. Yeah. Way too long. The, the game has almost always kicked off again and it's still playing. But that's what and I love it's about like, it. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to score? It's, I don't yeah, think so. Why not? Because you are a joke to us. This is easy and it's so funny to us. We are just loving it. This is a this is a party for us, not a, not a sport. Uh, what, what do you think is the most... So good. Do, do you think it's the most obnoxious goal music then? Because I, I know that's a particularly, you know, sort of hot corner of hell. Yeah. But if you look at Paris Saint-Germain, I mean, I always thought it, it, was, it was something when they play Uptown Funk, when mm. they score, that sucks. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just too modern. It's just too icky. It reinforces all those negative stereotypes that a lot of people have about PSG. Yeah. But the, the nadir of that was when Anthony Martial scored that equaliser for them in the Champions League this season. It's like, okay, you've been given a goal it's only an equaliser. You're not even going in front, and you're playing uptown funk in an yeah. empty stadium <laughs> to celebrate it. That was that was the the worst for what me. What are your favourite obnoxious goal musics? That's new. <laughs> Email in. <laughs> I think culture's Kate Mason. <laughs> <laughs> or tweet us at Football Ramble because I can't. Now you've mentioned uh, Bayern Munich. I can't let us get off. Um, I can't let us get off from this subject without talking about Thomas Muller's new career venture. Yes. It's only the subject we're getting off with. Yeah. To, uh... yeah. We're not, <laughs> I should be clear, we're not, we're nothing to do with this. And, you know, it's good, it's good that I guess footballers coming towards the, the later stages of their career should, should branch out into other avenues. Um, in Thomas Muller's case, the avenue is uh, launching a premium a premium, I mean, I only have that on, I don't know what authority, but that's what I read. Um, a premium range of horse semen. So the build headline is Muller now wants to become a sperm millionaire, which confused me no end when I first read it. Mm. I feel like, because people have a lot of sperm, don't they, in the course of their lifetime, as I understand it. But anyway, side point. Um, yes, his, he and his wife, Lisa, so she, it's not as odd, it is as odd as it sounds. She is a dressage champion and they've been... They're on their stud farm yeah. and they're going to sell sperm. They're now harvesting... Horse sperm, sorry. Horse sperm. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not harvesting human sperm for sale. Although if there's anyone that could do that, claim to be doing that with a straight face, I think it might be Thomas Muller. It's how Bayern are going to produce their, their next great set of academy yeah. players. <laughs> Human-horse hybrid. Now there's a can-can. Four legs. Well, to keep up with Leon Goretzka, they're going to have to be pretty formidable, aren't they? Munich's so, most massive man. Yeah. When asked where he loves horses, why does he love them too well? Muller replied, they make me feel comfortable. The attitude and what they look like. And the attitude? <laughs> How can you tell what a horse's attitude well, is? Well, he's very in tune with them, clearly. Yeah. Um, and the way they take their, the way they live their lives. And his title in this venture is Managing Director of Carrots. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, I like that line is one up from Lewandowski, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh it's, way, it's way better than that. It's yeah. way, way better than that. He should have opened with that in that press conference. <laughs> he brought the house down, I tell you. Um, but yeah, he. Um, people say that like modern footballers have too much money. I couldn't disagree more. Give them more money. Because this is the sort of thing that happens. Neymar's got a club in his house in a continent he doesn't even live on. <laughs> Matthew Flamini is trying to save the world, which is obviously great. <laughs> Thomas Muller is harvesting jizz. Like it's... <laughs> Horse jizz. <laughs> more of this. More of this, please. 
Uh, well, interesting. Customers should contact um, Thomas Muller, I guess. Apparently, there'll be, <laughs> apparently there'll be three, yeah, tweet him. <laughs> three horses to choose from. Not show at footballramble.com. <laughs> Please not. No, no, it's at Jim Camel TFR. Um, four roses and Bowmore and, and the third horse called, well, it's spelled Davi, but apparently it's called Dave because uh, he's a horse of the people. Mm. So, yeah, good luck to Thomas and all the horses. What do you reckon a smutty horse mag looks like? <laughs> no idea. You're the horsiest of all of us, to be fair. <laughs> do you <so>. <laughs> That is an absolutely scandalous claim. Tonight, there's some more football. Yes, there is Carabao Cup action. Spurs go up against Brentford, the game that Mourinho has labelled his biggest as Spurs manager. He added, it's not about me. It's not, it's not about me winning the League Cup at three clubs. Sorry. Which is why I've put it in the sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I'm leading with it. It's funny. Which is why that's what I'm talking about. Uh, it's not about me at all. It's about my club. Are you so excited that, about that? So that's clear. Yeah, I'm excited to see whether Son gets rewarded with a farmyard animal for, yeah. for doing another goal. Yeah, if anyone missed the show yesterday, Pete thought that... Why um, did you get back in your room, yeah. stay in your room and, <laughs> and listen to it? Pete, Pete thought that when Sergei Regulon was um, rewarded with a piglet uh, recently, that it was a live piglet and not just some ham. I thought the same. I don't actually think that's that oh, surprising. Which, I th- I'm with Pete and Andy on this. Really? Uh, yeah, get do, a piglet, do you not think this shows that we're victim of some sort of Stockholm syndrome with Pete? Yes. I, I, I think that really proves that more than anything else yeah exactly but I, I don't know would I you describe it would you describe it as a piglet when it's dead no I, 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 to me it would be some high spec ham or something wait no it's still a lamb isn't it even if it's dead yummy lamb true I think it depends on the on yeah the but do, animals, do you call do you call beef cow no well no true. some words have different Andy I think you're getting a bit, <laughs> I think you're getting a bit granular <laughs> I just love the idea that every time a player plays well for Spurs like Jose just gives them a farmyard animal mm. imagine the state of Son and Kane's gardens if that was the case can I be oh, clear God, about Regulon got a zoo out here is this his second pig based gift or is it his first uh, because I, I remember he was he got given a le- he got given a leg of ham so that's remember, a separate animal we were talking about domestic accidents weren't we yes yeah. so, but is it the same is he just on the next bit of said animal? No, because this is Portuguese. The The first one was a Spanish leg of Shit, ham. Shit, man. Right? So it's two different things. Where did that come from? <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> because I've been trying to work this out for absolutely days now. He's on two... He's on two... Yeah, he's got two legs of pig. Goodness me. But he won't be getting the New Zealand lamb anyway, will he, well, he with, his, getting, with his current behaviour? He won't even be getting a start. <laughs> no, he can't, he can't, he can't. He's got to go and hide on the naughty set forever, I think. Uh, yeah, so that's the one tonight. Should be potentially a cracker. Tonight, do you think it'll be a cracker? No. <laughs> I think obviously a very good chance for Spurs to get into a final though and that's what Joe's is here for isn't it is to, to progress the club and that's well don't mention trophy. him it's not about him winning Sorry, the yeah. League Cup it's just about it's about winning a cup and claiming it's more important than it is <laughs> that's what it's about that's the Mourinho brand I actually think that's the modern day Mourinho brand point of order it is important for Spurs okay so if it's important to you, it's important to me. Oh, thanks, mate. Is it important to you, Jim? I hope you lose horribly <laughs> and embarrassingly. <laughs> well, something for all of us to look forward to tonight. Then tomorrow's show, it is Jules, Fish and Pete. We will continue to be with you distantly at the Football Ramble. Uh, thanks so much for being distantly with us as well. Say bye, Andy. Goodbye. 
Say bye, Jim. See ya. Bye. See you next time. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.